1: There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving.
0: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
4: Help! I suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast.
0: Hello, hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new year. Thank you for joining us on Help! I Suck at Dating. Breaking in twenty nineteen, not entirely in full force here. It's just me and Vanessa on the mics today, sparing you some Jared. But Vanessa, say hi.
5: Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy twenty nineteen.
0: Uh, happy twenty nineteen. Uh so this is mine and Vanessa's first time talking since What December of December first or something like last year?
5: Yeah, it feels like we've been off. Well, we've been off for like a month or a little bit under a month. So it's nice to reconnect. It's nice to see that you're back in North America. Weren't you just where were you? I I can't keep up with weird with your travels.
0: I flew in from Australia this morning at eight a.m. No, are you jet lagged? I have. I wasn't able to sleep on the airplane, so I've been awake for thirty six (gasps) hours. I'm struggling. Oh, I
5: remember when I got back from Bali. I remember telling myself I I could never do a long trip like that again because it took me at least like two or three days. I was crying myself on the couch to sleep because I just couldn't. I was either oversleeping or undersleeping, and I couldn't adjust to the time difference back in Montreal. Um, But I'm glad to see that you're well. Even if you've been lacking sleep and you look so good, you're glowing. Oh, I'm
0: super tan. There's no ozone layer in Australia. So you tan in like 20 seconds standing out in the sun. It's pretty nice.
5: I really like your color.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's a nice, it's a nice, uh, what would we call this? Maybe like a
5: you're golden,
0: a, a golden mocha brown. You call that oozy, Ol- well, Ol- that oozy Ol- 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 tan. Vanessa, fill us in on what you did over the holidays for Christmas oh and my New Year's.
5: God. Um, so I was. I got the flu. Montreal, it was like an epidemic back in Montreal. Everyone I know either had pneumonia or bronchitis or got the flu or had gastro. And I got hit with the flu for 10 days right after Christmas. Um I spend the holidays with my family, so it's like like if you saw my hometown dates. That's basically what the holidays are for me. I'm I'm with my family every Sunday, and then the holidays is not any different. We just uh, decided to go to my house this time in the old port of Montreal. So everyone came over. We had dinner here, so that was a little bit of a change. It was nice to um, host everyone at my place. Really stressful spent quite a bit of money uh, on food and decor cuz i didn't have anything cuz i just basically moved into my place um well not basically but a couple months ago wait but. so
0: you hosted your whole family
5: yeah so i had all the kids over during the day we went out we went for a walk and then at night i got gr- uh, my grandparents my mom uh her man my sister my nephew and her husband um all came over so that was my you must Christmas. have a big apartment if you can
0: host that whole, that many people. no it's
5: not that big at all it's really not that big at all but i split it in two so during the day the kids were together and then for new year's i want to hear about your new year's because you were in australia right well yeah but or- it sounds like
0: you were on a roll there figure finish it
5: Okay. So for New Year's, I was sick. Um, I was in and out of the clinic, couldn't figure out what, what I had. At one point, they wanted me to go in for x-rays to see if I had like bronchitis or whatever, but I managed to like not have fever for longer than a week. So it was fine. Um, and I was super excited about this really sparkly dress and I wanted to get dressed up because I feel like if you look in my closet now, I don't know about you, but ever since I've been, I guess, a freelancer or not going into a nine to five job, yeah. my, my wardrobe hideous oh i track pants and boyfriend tops not because oh. i'm like just like baggy like look what I, look how i'm dressed right now i'm not even wearing pants no it's really it's hideous like i just don't know how to dress anymore so i got super excited for new year's was gonna get all dolled up and then i got fever um but i did have a midnight kiss so <laughs>
0: <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> what, was it with a human
5: it was with a human this time <laughs> a male <laughs> a male human but this one was a male
0: was it spontaneous was it was it premeditated
5: it was premeditated Ah. he took me while I was sick
0: he took oh so was it just you two like hanging out you weren't at like a party or anything
5: Oh, um I feel like new year's is a little bit overrated you spend money and
0: I hate New Year's. Everyone overhypes it. You have these big expectations and then you just go end up waiting in line paying $300 to enter into a club that you don't even want to be in in the first place.
5: Imagine if you're doing that in minus 30 degree weather in Montreal. Not the greatest. No, it sounds miserable. Oh, and I got to see fireworks from my balcony. So Ooh. at midnight there were fireworks, and we're watching the countdown on my laptop because I don't own a TV. It was um, it was one of my favorite New Years. So it was kiss. simple. And I got a kiss.
0: Twenty nineteen is off to a great start for you, Vanessa. It really that's really amazing. Well,
5: how okay? So that's that's my little. So you update. spent Christmas the with update? the
0: fam at your apartment, and then you had a nice little sick New Year's kiss from mm-hmm. at your apartment on New Year's. That's great. Yeah.
5: And I didn't even contaminate him, so he's got some great antibodies.
0: Wow, that sounds like you got yourself a keeper. We have to figure out. Li- we are going to dive in a little bit more on on him, I guess. Obviously, on a later episode, maybe next week when you're in Los Angeles. That's right. Super some excited stuff. to see you three dimensionally. Mm-hmm. Um, what
5: about um, what what's what happened with you? The end of 2018. How was that for you?
0: Well, I was I so I jumped on an airplane on the night of the 24th and i got off of that airplane on the morning of the 26th so i did not have a christmas i literally just didn't have a day of christmas which was an interesting uh thing i guess i never really knew i never really knew that was a possibility i'm not a big christmas fan i think i made that clear before you're not a big
5: christmas fan
0: no it's like it's kind of hard when there are these holidays that bring people's families Mm -hmm. together and i'm like okay well i guess i'll just go hang out with my friends or something like that um and my mom's birthday is Christmas Day and so it's just like it kind of like oh, brings up some that. more more you know emotions and all that kind of stuff, um and both my brothers are the twenty third and the twenty seventh so December typically as a kid was, wow. was a pretty busy month for us but yeah so I didn't really have a Christmas um I what did I do on the airplane I I slept I I didn't really like celebrate I didn't really drink anything they didn't give us like special cake or anything like that but.
5: Really? They didn't announce, like, Mary, I guess. It's, I don't think so. Don't wanna...
0: I remember the, 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 uh, the, the flight attendants were all dressed very festively, but... Um, oh,
5: that's so cute.
0: Yeah. And then for New Year's, what did we do? So I, I have a lot of... Well, not a lot. I have, like, four or five friends that live in Sydney, and, and we're traveling through Sydney that are from America, so uh, it was nice to kind of, like, meet up with them and catch up with them. Um, I was not sick. I got all dapper. I, I wore a button-up shirt, which is very rare for me, Um I, instead of going out and, like, getting drunk at a club, I decided to try to to take my drone out and, like, fly my drone over the fireworks on the Harbor Bridge. (laughs) But that kind of ended up up being a mess because there's, like, drone blockers or something like that. And it kept blocking the signal. (laughs) I kept, like, losing my drone. So I was, like, lugging around this, like, (laughs) $1,000 plus drone all night long. And I didn't even get the shot that I wanted to. So I was kind of bummed by that. But um, I had a New Year's kiss just like you. (gasps)
5: Wait, is that the story that you wanted? You said you had a story to tell. Was that the story?
0: <laughs> no, I I do have a story to tell, but I just I think that I'm going to not tell it.
5: Are you not going to tell it at all? Or are you going to be like mean, wait it out for a couple episodes?
0: <laughs> I think I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It was a story that I I was informed of. about Oh, about, it's not about you. No, it's about an ex. Oh, and, and it just kind of okay. really has been just plaguing my mind.
5: Do you want to talk about
0: it? I do want to talk about it with you off air. (laughs) Um, We don't have
5: to name names
0: uh,
5: or you don't have to give the whole story. But okay, well, it it sounds like you had a really good time in Australia. I did. But
0: but that story, like like I said, this I was just like informed of some things and it really just like kind of ate away at me.
5: Was it something that you found out that happened while you were in a relationship with this person? Yeah. Or.
0: Oh, yeah. bad stuff.
5: First of all, who, okay. Well, I want to get into this and I don't want to get into your story. I want to get into is there a point in knowing useless information if you're not in that relationship anymore?
0: Um, you know, I would say no, but it's funny because I was told this news, I was told this information and I was like, oh, I don't care. And then I found myself thinking about it like an hour later and then like a day later and then a week later. And I was like, wow, I actually, I have like this really is affecting me a lot more than I thought it was going to.
5: Was it affecting you because it was your ego for I don't know what the story is, but I'm assuming your ego was bruised?
0: Um, I don't know because I don't really have. Do I have an ego? I don't know.
5: Yeah, you, everyone has an ego.
0: <laughs> it was a lot of frustration. I think that's what it really boiled down to. And I don't really get frustrated and annoyance. So I was very annoyed and frustrated. And mm. then my mind was like elsewhere. I'm like trying to enjoy the Gold Coast of Australia, like one of the most beautiful places in the world. And I'm like stressing myself out and like I have anxiety and all this kind of stuff because of that, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I'm glad that I know it. Though. Like I'm glad that I have the information like in my brain now, I guess, if that's I, that's your point.
5: I actually have a quote that I want to read to you. So right. and I have it on my desktop. If you suffer, it is because of you. If you feel blissful, it is because of you. Nobody else is responsible. Only you and you alone. You are your hell and your heaven, too. And that's so true. Like, And that applies to basically... Uh, when I was talking about uh, Abraham Hicks and getting into your vortex and getting to basically your zone and not allowing other people to affect the way that you're feeling or thinking or the way that you view yourself and allow people to influence all that, um, I've been trying to do that in the last like couple of years because I'm a very emotional person and I feel like throughout the years I've been getting a lot better at just... Being able to receive that information and let it affect me for a shorter period of time instead of just letting it consume my day and my week or my month or, you know, not allowing myself to be present like you were.
0: Look, I get that. I 100% agree with that. It, like everything starts and finishes with you and your mindset, but it's just so hard to, to like shake stuff like that. You know, like it's it's, it's yeah. so much easier said than that.
5: I want, I wish I knew what it was.
0: Well, you'll know in an hour when we're done recording this episode and I, Oh, just you're, you're going to be pissed.
5: Am I? You might <gasps> you might
0: be more you might be more angry than I am.
5: Am I involved? No. Why did you why did you hesitate for?
0: Well, in like a weird I'm involved which means you're kind of involved, right? Like obviously our friendship involves you a little bit.
5: Oh, listen. I got your back,
0: boo. That's what I'm saying. My happiness is con- or your happiness is contingent upon my happiness and vice versa. Yeah. So yeah. in yeah. that sense you're involved. Um okay. all right, well let's move on. So What kind of New Year's resolutions have you set for yourself?
5: So I, since I was like set back a little bit, I was sick for 10 days. I didn't really get to do much. Literally sat on my bed and on my couch and, uh, was drinking fluids and didn't get a chance to organize my life. So a couple days ago when I started to feel a little bit better, I was really anxious and I'm like, Oh, I haven't been anxious like this in a while. Why am I anxious? And I started to realize it's because I haven't been productive and, and I haven't been doing much with my life for the last 10 days. So I bought myself this massive whiteboard that goes on top of where my printer is. And that's where my compu- my, um, my TV would, would have gone, but I don't have a TV. So I just wrote down everything that I needed to do. And I feel for 2019, I just want to be more productive, more organized. Um, and I want to set myself better financial goals. I feel like I'm 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 like really old right now talking like that like oh I want to learn how to budget and I want to learn how to save money but I do I want to I mean I've always been really good at saving money I just want to learn how to invest properly I want to learn um how to I have so many different ideas I don't know if you have this issue too because as someone who doesn't have like a nine to five you have like all these cool ideas and we always talk about like oh we should do a live podcast we should do this we should that we have all these like cool ideas but then we don't follow through with it and so I've been wanting to start this YouTube channel and I have like a couple of videos that I put together, but they're not up on my channel yet. So I put down like all like the deadlines that I want to, um, that I want to hit and all the different ideas that I want to do for my channel. So I think visually for me, having, um, a visual chart of everything that I need to do with, within the month and within yeah. the year, um, That's I really want to start getting organized like that.
0: That's really smart. And I, I feel, I feel like, uh, I'm, we're all kind of afflicted by that too, where it's like, you kind of have like a paradox of choice where there's so many things that you want to do that you don't even know where to start because you want to do them all at the same time
5: yeah and if you don't get it done in that day it's like ah well i i didn't get it done so move on on to the next one
0: move on to next week or next month or something like that
5: exactly what's your resolution
0: i don't really believe in new year's resolutions um i I agree yeah
5: i don't believe in new year's resolution i believe in and i had i was recording a podcast with tade this morning i like to reset my week every sunday so if i feel like i had a week i'm like okay well sunday's coming a sunday's gonna start a new week for me how do i want to kick off this week and that's my form of resolution not like oh well i'm gonna wait till 2020 now to start eating healthy no
0: yeah no i agree i, th- I think that it's kind of silly to like wait for a date or like a deadline to like make you take change make change of some, something that you want to work on so it's like well why would you need like going from december 31st to january 1st to be like okay now i'm gonna start doing this thing so it's kind of for me it's just Uh, continuously evolving and it's kind of dynamic but i mean i would like to this is gonna sound silly but i would like to travel more um
5: okay what countries do you want to travel to because
0: it'd be pretty cool to hit all all seven continents in a year oh that might be that might be on the list um listen
5: do it you're not married you have no kids
0: well, yeah, and that's the thing, too. I've been thinking about moving out of my house and buying, like, a, like a van and living in a van for a while, maybe like a year or so. That might, that You know might, what? Yeah.
5: When I was in Seattle, I saw this guy living in a van with his dog, and he looked like the happiest
0: oh, person. Oh, yeah. His
5: dog was the happiest
1: Let person. Let me ask you this. Let
0: me paint a hypothetical picture for you. So say you go out to the bar. You meet a lovely guy, handsome, articulate, kind, um, all the good stuff, conversational, whatever it is. But then you come to find out he lives in a van. Would you still consider going on a date a second date with him or going back to his house, his van that night?
5: Oh, I wouldn't go back to his van that night. Well, no, OK,
0: no, you're not that no. kind of girl. I get that. <laughs> but.
5: Well, I wouldn't go back to his I would go back. To, a van is a little bit sketched because it's like, what if he drives off and like takes me away <laughs> somewhere?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't you got to watch out for that stuff.
5: Yeah, that is scary. But I wouldn't necessarily um, I wouldn't not I wouldn't. I would i can't i can't phrase this yes i would go on a second day with him because i want to know why a van like i feel like people who have like these luxurious cars and these big houses and whatever they live beyond their means yeah so they may have a penny in their savings account and a ton of debt i don't want to be with someone like that i'd rather live a minimalistic lifestyle and have way more money way more cash i'm sitting on and maybe this guy that's living in a van has way more savings and wants to, like, spend his money in different types of ways. Certainly. So, yeah, I would give him a chance.
0: And you always do make fun of me for having my check engine light on in my car, so...
5: Well, because you have me in the car, I'm like, what if this thing blows up and we're, like, in the middle of the freaking highway?
0: Well, then I guess we're both going down. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm thinking about doing this this year, 2019, is transitioning into that. I've kind of... I've, I've theorized a system that would be beneficial, I think, is if I were to move out of my room in my house with my three friends... I could move into a van and then just whenever I'm in Los Angeles, I could just park the van in like the front yard or something. And essentially that's like a fourth room in the house. So I would just live in that as my bedroom and then just use like the common areas, the bathroom, all that kind oh. of stuff.
5: So would you pay less rent?
0: Heck yeah, I'd pay less rent. Like that,
5: half of what you're paying now?
0: I would say even maybe a third of what I'm paying now. Really? And that's, that's part of the incentive as well. It's like what stinks about like for the what the past two trips to Australia and South America, I've been gone um five out of the past six weeks and it's like well i'm still paying you know 1700 yeah. a month for a room that i'm not even sleeping in which is always just kind of a bummer yeah that's brutal. Um, but i don't know that's so that's like that's what i at least have on the horizon i do have a couple fun things coming up for 2019 that i've been ex- that i'm super super excited about i was going to keep it a secret well not really a secret but i wanted to surprise
5: like travel plans
0: yeah kind of travel plans um i think i texted in the group chat the other day i'm getting my skydive license this weekend which is something what? i've wanted to do since i was literally 10 years old so that's like a bucket listing i can finally well if i don't die that's like what bucket listing i can try. well i
5: heard there's no one that's ever died from skydiving
0: well that's the falsest thing i've ever heard. really <laughs> no one's ever died no from, i mean yeah. die
5: from like die from the parachute not um opening opening i
0: mean you have like a backup and all that kind of stuff it'll be interesting because it's terrifying but like i said it's something i've always wanted to do so that'll be fun um, I have like a a Mexico trip coming up with some friends for a birthday, and then I'm going to Japan for a ski trip later in February. So I've got a lot of fun things on the horizon.
5: Wow, already you're already yeah. leaving? You just come back?
0: Yeah, well, Good I'm not leaving. I'm planning for the next those next trips.
5: Well, February is coming up. That's next month.
0: I'm going to start Japan. a ha- I'm going to start a hashtag Van Life Instagram profile.
5: Well, I have a question for you. So yeah. you travel a lot. Um, do you? How do you save or? Do you keep like a, a list of of like budgets? Because now I'm like in budget mode. Do you say yeah. like, okay, I'm going to spend X amount of, X amount of money on food, X amount of money on hotels, no. and give yourself a budget?
0: No, not really. I just kind of, I just kind of, I just kind of go and do it. That's yeah. the thing too. I'm going to start writing about it a little bit more. Um, I want to start like tap, like keeping track of my expenses publicly because I feel like people mm-hmm. could benefit from. Knowing how much a real person is spending on these types of trips, like to Australia to South America, if someone's like, oh, he spent two thousand dollars in two weeks in South America. Like, I know that I can spend somewhere around that same amount. (laughs) So I'm going to start doing that more, I think. Um, again, that's, that's kind of what you just were talking about earlier though. It's like, we have all these ideas and you want to do them and then eventually mm-hmm. you have to put them in action. If you don't, then they're just like putting, put off to the next day. Um, I don't really budget that well, but it's like, I, I am just kind of, I, am a cheap traveler in the sense like I don't need expensive accommodations. I can like stay in hostels. I can eat McDonald's every day. It's like when I travel with my friends, my friends are all bougie and they're like, let's stay in this five star hotel and go to this four Michelin star restaurant. And it's like, okay, well I can't spend $600 a day on food and I thought bed, three star like,
5: was the highest.
0: I'm just, I'm just no. speaking on my butt. I don't know what I'm saying. I just saw um, this movie
5: with Brandy Cooper, and it was like three star Michelin. Um, okay, yeah, I think that'd be a great idea because I look at your travels and I'm like, holy shit, how much money is he spending just like on flights alone, especially if you're going across to like Australia? That's yeah, Australia flights were expensive.
0: Like, yeah. yeah, those ones were expensive. Yeah, but, but, anyway, but anyways, so we have a special episode today. I guess we we can so get, excited. Kind of get into it a little bit um we love, we so love talking questions. about sex we love mm-hmm. talking about sex mm-hmm. when's the last time you had sex vanessa <sighs> uh
5: why when's the last time you had sex uh,
0: why? <laughs>
5: <laughs> i was actually gonna answer that then i'm like mm, i don't know maybe my mom is listening to this episode but no i i do have a ton of questions um are we interview for chris donahue right is that his yep. name
0: Chris Donahue, yep. Chris so Donahue who's a sex have,
5: therapist.
0: Yep, Dr. Chris Donahue, who is a sex therapist, as Vanessa just said. Um, I want to talk to you guys real quick about ZipRecruiter. And ZipRecruiter has a very pers- very close personal connection to me because I have a lot of friends that work there, actually. Their office is right down the street from my house here in Los Angeles. So I know how great of a company they are inside and out. Um, If you are looking to hire for your company, be sure to check out ZipRecruiter. They have a powerful matching technology that scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience. And actively invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates and you get them fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. The rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. Right now, all of the listeners of this amazing podcast, Help I Suck at Dating, can get ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive wow. website. I'm going to give it to you guys right now. Ready? ZipRecruiter.com slash date. It's so easy. All you have to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash date. If you love the show.
3: Date, not dates, Date. date
0: date exactly just one date because all we really want is for you to go on one date fall in love and never have to go on a first date date again ziprecruiter.com slash date check it out if you're looking to hire employees like we said ziprecruiter is the number one rated website for employers to hire new um talent so check them out what do
3: your roommates do they're in sales like do they oh they get people to use ziprecruiter
0: they're doing exactly what i'm doing right now but they make phone calls instead of
3: And they know that ZipRecruiter goes through the resumes and finds like the best people for you to hire.
0: Oh, well, what's funny too is a lot of my friends will come back from their jobs and complain about how crappy the product is. But every one of my friends that works at ZipRecruiter lives it, loves it, and swears by it. They come home and they say that it obviously is one of the best companies to work for because their product is so great. So check them out, ZipRecruiter.com slash date. Um, It's the smartest way to hire. It's simple as that.
5: I want to talk about Sleep Number because I was just talking raving about how much I love things that are customizable right um and so i have a mattress right now that's basically customizable for one person so if someone is sleeping next to me they can't really adjust to like the the firmness of the mattress that they desire that they need but sleep number can do that um dean do you know about sleep number
0: well yeah sleep number is fantastic i don't think anyone doesn't know about sleep number it's like literally probably the most well-known mattress brand out there What's great about Sleep Number is you can set your setting. So I... I'm weird because I like to go back and forth between hard and soft uh, on what I sleep on, I guess. I mean, I'm indecisive. <laughs> this would be
3: the mattress for you then because you could change it in the middle in of the, the night. In the middle of
0: the night. Exactly. I, I, I can't right. make my mind up in life and I can't make my mind up even when I'm sleeping. So That's what's great about sleep number is you can set the firmness. You can set one side soft. You can set one side firm. It's up to you really. Um, they're so smart. They censor every move and they automatically adjust to you, which is fantastic as well because it keeps you sleeping comfortably throughout the night.
5: It, like, it detects whether or not you're moving and then it adjusts to like your position in, in bed which do you is like amazing it soft and i'm constantly moving soft mattress or hard mattress
0: yeah vanessa do you like it soft or hard
4: i
5: like <laughs> i like it soft when i'm lying down on my back uh,
0: and then you like it but hard when I you're lying down, down on my on stomach. stomach i need it hard right. yeah
5: yeah i definitely need it harder when i'm lying down on my stomach yeah. so they actually right now they're having um a january savings event which is amazing because i mean you're spending so much money over the holidays so come in during the January savings event and save up to $500 on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Oh. So you know that these NFL oh, players are sleeping on mattresses. That means a mattresses. big football yeah. player
0: can like, take one of these mattresses. Number, yeah. So can you. I don't know if you guys know this either. Vanessa, did you know that Sleep Number was the highest ranked in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power for 2018? I Hello, had a
3: wonderful experience when I bought my Sleep Number bed. Like it was a total pleasure easy and then there it was and they delivered it and set it up and it was good to go
0: and you used uh you went to com slash dean and you saved fi- up to five hundred dollars didn't you yeah sure did
3: no i actually <laughs> went into the store but you know they can mention us when they go when you go in the store too
0: there you go oh nice um, so there you go. For the listeners out there, be sure to visit sleepnumber.com slash dean to find the nearest sleep number store near you. That is sleepnumber, S-L-E-E-P-N-U-M-B-E-R dot com slash D-E-A-N to find the nearest sleep number to you. Um, go in there, check it out. I promise you're not going to regret it because it honestly is one of the best mattresses you'll ever sleep on. Uh, so Chris just walked into the studio. Hi, Chris. Um, okay, Chris. Why don't you fill the listeners in a little bit more about you and your background, and then we can kind of jump into some questions and yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: All right. So I host a podcast with Amber Rose called the Dr. Chris and Amber Rose Show, and I do Loveline. Uh, took Loveline over from Dr. Drifter twenty five years, and I do that as a nightly radio show uh, nice. over at K Rock.
0: Loveline. Okay. It's back! It's oh, back. and my book.
4: Actually, I'm here to talk about my book, Rebel Love. It comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow. I keep forgetting I have Congrats. a book to promote. I promote everything but the book. But this isn't your first book, is it? No, it's book number two. Okay. I have so much so, to say. I can't stop writing books.
0: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I love it. Podcast,
4: so wait, what's... That's right. And a
0: radio show. I
4: can't stop. And I have a clinical practice as a uh, sex therapist and psychologist. So it's like talk, talk, talk. Well, hey, it's good to know you're staying busy. Thanks, man. All I, right. You must have a lot of important things. to It's L A. People struggle, dude. <laughs> the love and okay, sex game on. never dry. Why do
5: people struggle with in L A.
4: I would say the top three things are number one, um, we're not having sex anymore. What? Help we're not help we're not having sex, but yet we have like five kids, five houses, and I can't go anywhere. Um, oh like in a in like a, in a long-term, monogamous relationship. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Which you know, long term relationships tend the number one issue tends to be like the death of sex. Yeah.
0: I mean, even in, in, in my year long relationships, you can see a steady decline as the as the time moves forward. Oh yeah,
4: it's like an evil trap. I tell people, however, sex is the first couple months. Don't don't base anything on that. Yeah. That's not like the long term sustainable barometer. So,
5: so what's a good number dun, what's dun, dun, on dun. average if you're in a relationship, a long term relationship, a year two, three years? What's the average amount of times you're having sex a week?
4: Okay, so my answer is going to horrify you, but then I'll break it down.
5: Oh God, wait! In don't some tell me form. One
4: every single day Wow, that's because a lot. here's the that's thing well we I know. That's, <laughs> that's what we say like let me break it down so, a little bit so i mean, I mean you, you have so to do so something every single day something romantic sensual affectionate or erotic it, it could be it could be a hand-holding it could be a flirt it can be a kiss it can be a sex oh. it can be a note but people tend to think that like once you're my boyfriend or girlfriend or we're married like the box is checked and then i don't have to court you anymore or yeah. attract you but you have to keep like going through that cycle mm. <laughs> what are you thinking no okay, i mean so I, get so if I get I'm it i'm sending
5: like a sexy nude to the guy a guy that, that i'm dating for like two or three years that checks off as ding i did something sexual today day.
4: yeah because we tend to think that like you don't want them to be your best friend and people say that and that's adorable like my husband's my best friend like that's horrible they're not and you don't want them to be hmm. they're your romantic partner so keep it romantic it's great that you guys have a friendship but romanticize it constantly so i say every day I'm trying to process all of this.
5: Okay, I have I have so many questions for you, Chris. <laughs> so right, many. Okay, porn. Porn pro is porn. like a billion. I'm pro porn too. Hell yeah! Good. But I'm not pro porn if you're doing it individually and you're in a relationship. Oh, and I'll no. explain why. And all I'll right. explain why. I'm I'm like I'm a very um, open, curious, versatile human being, wow. and I want there to be <laughs> openness in the relationship in the bedroom. So I don't want to, if I'm away from the person that I'm dating for like a couple of days or whatever, um, like obviously I'm going to want to please myself, but I want to let them know that I did please myself without their presence. Um, Mm. however, once you start, because I've heard so many horror stories of relationships where men tend to, it's so easy, like uh, you go in front of a computer and they start like <laughs> in front See of what you saying and, about like,
4: us? But yeah, no, I mean, I've heard there. so many stories about Blowers this. Girl, like, for
5: women, I think like we want to romanticize, at least for me, I want to romanticize relationships and I want to romanticize like the sex.
4: Some, well, here's the way, really quickly though, that's so some good. because I work with a lot of women that are heavy users of porn. Um, 30% of the people that watch gay porn are women. Man-on-man man gay porn, 30% are women. There's a multitude of women that are watching porn.
5: Okay, so do you think that if someone who is, quote-unquote, addicted to watching porn or a heavy user, um, that'll translate poorly into the bedroom? Because then our expectations are that much more, like, no erotic and crazy? I don't crazy? think so.
0: I mean, I'm not the expert, but I don't think so. Good. If I followed <laughs> up, why do you say no? Uh, wait, so you're saying that uh, a heavy user of porn is gonna have different expectations getting against like the real thing. In yeah, the bedroom. like
5: golden showers. I I don't want to go to No, sh- <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> I love that as your go-to. Like, <laughs> all, who wants all, a golden shower? I'll
0: use the search bar and go- and like search yeah. some weird stuff every once in a while. It doesn't mean I'm gonna go out and do it. And know? that's what
4: that's what's most powerful. So what we what we think about in our fantasy life isn't always what we want to do in real time, and it's safe in fantasy, right? Like part of porn's purpose is to give us access to sexuality that we wouldn't necessarily have in our real life because it's it smells because we can't find fifteen partners. To to rail us because whatever it is and so i know i'm sorry i had to horrify you with that but the part of porn's Family purpose is to like here, Chris. oh sorry sorry okay, <laughs> i think i'm back i'm on love line right now <laughs> uh, porn's job is to kind of fill in those gaps and i always remind people there's partnered sexuality and then there's solo sex and like you get to determine what happens in your solo sex just like when you're home alone you choose what you listen to what tv you watch mm-hmm. what food you eat like that's for yourself
0: so you're saying you can be in a, a healthy relationship can consist of self-service is what you're saying.
4: Yes, and absolutely. It should, it should. It, should. Okay. it should, it reminds you it's body autonomy, especially with women right now, female sexual empowerment. It's really important that women are masturbating, remind themselves that like my sexuality isn't owned by my partner.
5: Yeah. Uh, I'm all for like, I always say I don't need a man to please myself. I can please myself probably better. Um, but
4: oh, burn. so
5: what, <laughs> so what is your podcast? take on, um, uh introducing toys so oh, yeah. dildos and vibrators and I
0: love you're just getting
4: into it today, Vanessa. That's fantastic. Well, no, I
5: I literally look at this. I have a list of questions because I'm like so excited. Vanessa, I'm a
4: a doctor, so everything we're talking about is confidential. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. no one's listening. Only our confidential and and anonymous listeners out there. (laughs) Don't worry, it's just me and you in the room.
5: (laughs) Um, So, do you think? Because I've heard, and this is this is why I'm not against it, but I don't like using um, vibrators because I'm scared it's going to desensitize me.
4: Right. It's possible. You know, I I tell people, yeah, make sure that the way you masturbate is transferable to a partner because you can condition your body to need a certain level of pressure, speed or whatever it is to orgasm. So diversify for sure.
0: I was uh, someone was telling me the other day about how kids these days, well, I guess kids of any any days they grow up and like they have to kind of like rush their masturbatory time. And so then when they evolve and get into the bedroom and like become sexual with like a partner. Then they feel like they have to rush and like and just go as quick as possible, get it over with because like that's kind of how they hundred percent developed growing up.
4: Hundred percent. We have to one of the number one things I tell people is slow down. Yeah. Slow down and use your entire body.
0: And this is news to me. I've been sexually active for, what, 12 years now when I heard this a month ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> Step it up, man. Step literally, it up. What was that, 0.8% of my sexual life? I've I've just thought faster is better.
4: Yeah, no, it, it's about slower and also full body. We tend to see the erogenous zones as like the genitals only, but our entire body has the capacity to lead us to orgasm and pleasure. And so we have to like expand mm-hmm.
0: Is it true that a sneeze is one eighth of an orgasm?
4: <laughs> uh, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Well,
5: depends <laughs> what kind if, of orgasms you're having.
4: What happens
0: if you sneeze at the same time of having a normal <laughs> orgasm?
4: You, you explode.
0: <laughs> you explode into orgasm. You <laughs> you death explosion. Fantastic.
5: So, um, I was thinking, you know, I, my longest, my longest relationship was two years and a half and it was two years and a half of strong, passionate love. Um, and, and, and being spontaneous in the bedroom and like outside of the bedroom and just now that was my longest relationship. People Mm -hmm. who've been married for 10, 20, 35 years, it's like, you know, when you're cooking and you're constantly thinking of like, Oh, what am I going to make tonight? I I can't be more creative anymore. Like all these different recipes, I've tried them all. I feel like sometimes (laughs) can people feel like that in the bedroom? Like what other position can I try or what else can I introduce into the bedroom after 25 years of marriage?
4: That's one of my favorite parts of like when I do true sex therapy and that's actually where I wrote the book is not everyone has access or can afford a sex therapist in the the entire world. There's only 500 are certified. Mm. Right. So we're limited and responsible
0: for certifying the sex.
4: um, There's an organization called ASEC. They're an international board. And it took me about five years to get all the needed training. It's a true specialty. But um, that's one of the number one things is like we fall into patterns. Like if you literally pay attention to how you both masturbate and have sex with a partner, it's the same step one, step two, step three Uh, in the same way, in the same day, maybe even in the same room. And so the work is about expanding outside of that for sure. But, yeah, people get into patterns (laughs) and patterns.
0: That's what leads to the, the borderline
4: in sex. Yeah. Because you know? the hottest thing sexually is newness and novelty. And so I'll tell people, whatever you end on, start there. Almost imagine it like you're taking all the behaviors. Like, first we kiss. Then I touch your boobs. <laughs> then we, like, throw that out of whack and do it mm-hmm. out of water. Look, she's writing it down. <laughs> you're tweeting. <laughs> you're tweeting.
0: And then but <laughs>
4: Chris
2: says so, I exactly, must do the following. Exactly. <laughs>
0: so for the listeners then, Chris, w- what do you think is the appropriate amount of time from, say, like a first date? To then that courting process. I know you're kind of like an advocate for just say, go for it, and whenever it feels right yeah how soon should you have sex yeah
4: Yeah. so my answer is as soon as possible and the reason why I say that is because uh, number one too many people form an attachment and move forward thinking that if you're hot enough and I like you enough sex will just work out and that's not accurate Mm. and then Mm -hmm. number two I'm I'm all about dates like I go on them but you can only learn so much over coffee where it's within sex that we actually learn like how much intimacy you want how much intimacy you can tolerate body esteem self-esteem after sex how you if you stick around if you want to talk to me if you want to touch me like all these things really tell you what someone interested yeah. in something powerful in it.
0: to that point it's funny because uh looking back on my romantic life there's this girl who i was just obsessed with for like years and years and we were like friends in college like pretty good friends and we had all these classes together all that kind of stuff um, after like four years of friendship we decided to like try to date each other and I was like obsessed with this girl I was like once we start dating I'm gonna marry her we're gonna spend our rest of our lives together and be happy here it comes and, and then we we slept with each other yep and it just wasn't necessarily it didn't live yep. up to the expectations mm-hmm. were, it's it.
4: its own level of chemistry and compatibility yeah. yep
0: we were not we were not sexually compatible at all and it was weird too because I was like in my head I was like this is my person this is my person and then in the bedroom it just didn't necessarily stack up and so we dated for maybe like nine months ten months and I would say we probably had sex a total of 10 times. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. My
5: relationships. That's in a day. Okay. Can we go to like some Facebook sex (laughs) questions that we have? Um, Can we, do we name them?
4: Yeah. Name them.
5: Okay. So Tiffany asks, how do you tell a guy without offending him that his favorite position just doesn't do anything for you? (laughs)
4: How do you tell a guy that his favorite position does nothing for you? Yeah. Well, number one, I always remind people, like when you're having conversations about sex, you're talking about something really private and personal. It's like a core of our self-esteem. So just be very loving with the way you frame it, but openly and honestly. And if someone's telling you that, the first answer is like, thank you. Because that's a sign that they care about you and they like you and they want to make it work. So when someone says like, I got to tell you something really hard to hear, you know, the sex we're having isn't working. The first thing is like, hard to hear, but like, thank you for caring. But honestly. Or how
5: about... Or how about yeah, honestly, absolutely. And I feel like the more you you prolong it, the the more you prolong the conversation, the more he's going to think like, oh, yeah, she's loving this. She's digging this. So I think maybe during that sex position, like guide him.
4: Yeah, because here's the thing. Silence tells people all's well. Yeah, And I, I work with far too many men and women that come in and they're like, how do I tell my husband after five years that I don't orgasm from any of the things he does or the oh, positions? Wow. That's painful. That breaks my heart, right? Yeah. Uh, so so least, like you said, I think the best thing to do is while you're having sex with someone, say things like, that feels really good. Keep doing that. Or, hey, let me put reinforcement. here. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Give him like a high five or something. Or you can high five. <laughs> 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 yeah. so what's oh. your
0: favorite position? Have we covered this one yet?
5: My favorite position? Yeah. Why do we keep asking me all these questions? Because
0: <laughs> it's fun to see you clam up.
5: Because <laughs> I actually do answer them. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that one. But okay, speaking fine. of orgasms, Jessica asks, "Can we please talk about women's orgasms, please and thank you?" Okay, so I was actually uh, watching this documentary on I don't know if it was on Netflix or whatever, and they were talking about like the, the percentage of women that are able to orgasm through through vaginal stimulation versus women who yeah. uh, orgasm through a. Um, getting uh, stimulated through their clitoris. Correct. A uh, very low percentage. I was surprised to see how low the percentage was through v- uh, vaginal stimulation. It's about, and so- one, it's
4: about one third. One third of women can orgasm just through vaginal penetration. Yes.
5: Wow. So it's just like how the body's made up.
4: Well, because the fe- the main female sex organ is the clitoris. And so you have to remember this when we are, when we are born, when we are in utero, it's all this, it's called undifferentiated uh, tissue what are, what forms our penis? It's the same tissues that form a woman's anatomy, so a woman's clitoris is like the penis head. Our scrotum is very much like some of the internal parts of the vagina, and so it helps men understand like does it feel good when someone's poking your your scrotum? not as much as when they're stimulating your penis and so that's why I tell guys like guys just think sex is penetration, and mm-hmm. that's actually not the case I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> Focus. I, I thought clitoris your favorite and a vagina were the same thing. No. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Are you Wait. Okay. Good. I was gonna say we gotta have a big talk after the show. Um,
0: what's my favorite position? I don't know. I guess just girl on top. It's pretty. It's a classic. You guys gotta control but- the pace and and kind of do what's good for you because everything's good for me anyway. So I might as well just let you kind of take the reins, right? <laughs>
4: That's kind of, Well done. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know. Go, yeah, I don't know. Wait, why are you quiet? All of it, When she gets quiet, I get nervous. <laughs> like, so my,
5: I actually like. I'm looking okay. at my list of questions. I, and okay, I, okay. Well, I,
4: I
0: keep seeing... So, Vanessa, on the TV next to you is The Bachelor previews. Ooh, you obviously can't oh. see it. So, do you know about The Bachelor? Uh, he's a virgin. He's a virgin, right. 26. So, how do you feel about that then? Because obviously, sex is such a big part of a relationship. Yep. How do you feel about someone that's 26 that's inevitably going to get engaged to a girl? You know, obviously hopefully sleep with her at some point
4: yeah I would say don't make any major commitments or purchases or decisions or moves <laughs> until you've had sex because as you beautifully said in your story no matter how interested you think you are in someone you know sexuality doesn't just fall into place right but props to him I mean look I'm all about being sex positive which means having the sex that makes sense to you and for some people that means delaying it or or waiting or not having it but he's missing out on some really powerful developmental milestones by not having sex mm. so we learned about our body other people's bodies boundaries consent so there's a loss in that so
0: do you think it's semi unhealthy to go through life with one partner
4: uh yeah i think you're missing out on again learning about yourself others the world your body sexuality i think it's important to have a lot of sex partners to date a lot of people is there such a thing as too many sexual partners uh no i would never just use protection <laughs>
0: yeah
4: yeah as long as you're safe and it's got consent and compassion in it you know game mm-hmm.
5: on well speaking of safe uh, safety answer. and consent safe words in the bedroom at what point did you have the conversation? Because um, some people want to be a little bit more exploratory. I don't know. Is that, is that a word? Like they want sure. to explore, you know, <laughs> different things in the bedroom. But certain things kinky. can become a little bit maybe psychologically draining for a person. Um, so at what point do you introduce safe words?
4: Okay. Do your homework first. And that wasn't to you. That is to whoever's attempting to do like some BDSM, some kinky stuff. Someone might have seen like 50 shades and they're all in. Do your homework first because some people rush into that stuff too quickly. But yeah, Mm -hmm. if you're going to do something that involves you possibly being bound or unable to free yourself, you do want to have a pre-planned safe word and a safe word that isn't something that's common so it like isn't the word it, don't butter. say like yeah exactly microwave. or microwave or zucchini but it can't be like stop or you know because some people want that to be right. part of the play right. right
5: unless you're role-playing and stop is part of one of the role-playing Correct. yeah
0: yeah i've definitely never done anything like that that's where that's what I, oh, I, 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 I
5: didn't know i can't
0: either i think i used handcuffs once when i was like 17 and that's the but extent i was of my... still a
5: virgin at 17 oh good for you yeah, I was a virgin until I was 21 and not because I was like, oh, I'm waiting until I get married. Um, I just didn't feel it with anyone, I guess, um, that I was dating. And I, and I had like serious relationships that with people who were very respectful of me. Um, and so, yeah, when I decided to, you know, do it to, to do it, um, <laughs> nice. it was I was I was I, I it was a conscious decision <clears throat> and there was consent.
0: Of course. Chris, how do you how do you move into this career path?
4: Yeah, it's a good question, right? Uh, I, I stumbled into it. I was just studying general psychology. I actually found it kind of boring. <laughs>
0: You're gonna say I was just having sex one day. And I, like,
4: <laughs> I thought, why don't I get paid for this? Yeah. Uh, and I just started working with people that were struggling with sexuality and went and got the training. You know, it, it's it's an interesting area of study that's getting more attention and more people are coming to the field. It's often ignored, but it's never boring. I'm telling you, it's fun stuff.
0: It's just weird, especially because today's society is becoming more and more open to discussing it, but yeah. it still is taboo in, in so totally. many ways.
4: We're hyper-obsessed and also afraid of it at the same time. Yeah. yeah why why is that? Paradox. so weird. Um, I think it's because, you know, we'll allow ourselves to see it and talk about it in some ways, but we don't do it in a really honest open way, and so we're not able to really go all in. Yeah. It's always, it's always like, I, you know, I always say this jokingly. If you're at like the supermarket and you bump your elbow, you'll be like, oh, I bumped my elbow. But if you bump your crotch, <laughs> you're not going to say that loud, you'll talk about any conversation, loud on your phone at the supermarket, but if it's sexual, you what? Drop your tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Change the words. That doesn't allow us to have a really honest relationship to sex. It implies that there's something wrong or bad about it. Do
0: you it. think that if we were more vocal about it and it was be- it became more of like our standard routine, do you think it would kind of lose its luster a little bit? Like it would become less exciting? No,
4: no, no I and I love you that you know, bring that up because people say like, if I plan sex, it'll be boring. And it's like, well, no, we'll we'll go all in and plan the most amazing vacation, choose the restaurants, buy these packages and it's still fun. Like good yeah. sex is still good when you're doing it, even if it's been planned.
0: I was. Uh, uh, do you guys know what cure, cure is? I don't know how to say it. It's like this weird website where people like ask questions and then other people like give answers. Um, there's. I was reading one this morning because I was bored on the flight, and it was. Uh, it was like, how did you know when your wife was cheating on you or something like that? And he, his response <laughs> was, "The sex got insane. Like it was the best sex we ever had in, in years and years because." Um, I guess the wife was like having sex with the husband, like it was the last time, because potentially she could get caught Oof. from her husband about the cheating, like that kind of stuff. Um, that's that's I would say you don't you don't need to go to that at length to spice it up in your relationship.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's taken it pretty far. But, yeah, don't do that.
0: But there, that, I mean, that is a good point that you brought up because if if you plan sex, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever done that in my life, but I could see. Well, I mean, it still is a very enjoyable
4: experience. Yeah. Like, you'll still have day. fun, but some people have such busy busy schedules that they have to do that. And that, that's a little bit of a heartbreaker too.
5: What's your take on sex education in schools?
4: It's absolutely it's, horrifying. It's, yeah. It's, I, it's not I, honest. It's not real. It's so centered around just, a, it's actually, it's not sex education. It's sex fear. Uh, okay. Right?
5: That's what I was going to tell you. So I'm so fearful of any words that are really, or any like <clears throat> terms related to STIs. Because I'm like, (gasps) I I hear and I'm like, (gasps) I automatically start panicking because they instilled so much fear in in me when high school and then I even did a class in university and it was i didn't go to some of the, the the classes when they were talking about stis because i was like oh my god if i sit on a toilet bowl what if i get something like it got to that point where yeah, I became an extremist when it came to thinking i could contract something
4: yeah um, i would I would tell people this be more worried about like sick babies and doorknobs because you, you're coming in contact more with more viruses based on doorknobs and airplanes and you know, public restaurants than you are through sex. And also if you're, if you're sexually active, you've come in contact with a multitude of STDs. Like, like when you look at the numbers of people, right I know, now. I know That's let's not- knock it. We'll pivot away from this. Conversation. No, it's
0: good. It's important. But, but you know, like, you know, 80%
4: yeah. I, well, 80% of the population has herpes type one and they've gotten it from a primary caregiver while they were a child. Right. Yeah, and you're not going to, you're going to be asymptomatic. Um, it's possibly going <laughs> to stay dormant most of your life. And so mm-hmm. those are the ones people worry about. But the minor STDs, I'm not saying go get them, but you literally get a shot in the butt and a pill and you're back to life in an hour where the general flu, you're at home on the couch for a week, pooping your pants with crap coming out of your nose. That's far grosser, more problematic. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, be more worried about that, the common cold than that. But I
5: think it's also the importance of letting people know to get tested because if a woman does have a form, I think if if it's gonorrhea or something, then it can ruin their chances of fertility.
4: Yes, absolutely. HPV. And the thing is, until we're more willing to accept stds as part of sex people are not going to have the confidence to go get tested because the number one thing that comes to my office around that is how do i tell a partner that i've contracted something or how do i tell a partner that i'm positive mm-hmm. or something? there's so much shaming going on mm-hmm. but i have a lot of clients that won't get tested because they'd rather not know because mm-hmm. they don't want to have to disclose interesting yeah especially online dating it's harsh yeah yeah
0: well especially yeah, if you sleep with someone and you don't know them that well then you get tested and you have something you're like uh what do i do that's right yeah people are afraid to make those
4: calls
5: Speaking of online, um, social media. So I feel like we've entered an age now where, what? Why are you guys laughing no, at me? No,
4: right? we're, we're just moving along. I love that got all these questions teed
0: up. It's great.
5: <laughs> no, because I was actually thinking about this the other day. I, I've been off of social media for like 10 days because I had the flu and I wasn't on social media. I, wasn't I was going actually, through like-
0: what's funny is I was creeping your Instagram before I came here. I was like, Vanessa hasn't posted in like a long time.
5: Yeah, since December 20 a something yeah. and it felt so good to not like be a part of that world for a little bit and just detox from it and i think uh, we don't realize how much um influence it has and how much it impacts our self-esteem and the way that we see ourselves and then the way that we see ourselves we project that into society and then that's how society sees us. Right. And so I think that when we see like these like idealistic, what we think is an ideal body or what Instagram is showing us as an ideal body or like ideal relationships, or there's so many like high standards that I want people to understand. That's not real life.
4: Yeah. It's so
5: good to not be, to be actually in real life with like my friends and my family for those 10 days
4: yeah social media is the number one socializer and people's currently you know know, especially the millennials their their self-worth and self-esteem and confidence in their bodies and in the world is all based on what they're following so i tell people if your social media if what you're seeing is making you feel bad or not think you're good enough or whatever it is unfollow that because you're buried in it all day long and you want to have things reflecting back that like your body's okay you are desirable whatever it is yeah there was a
0: As any, like, early 20s guy, I feel like on Instagram, all of my friends and I had, like, you know, you'd follow, like, 30 bikini models on Instagram. It's, like, every other picture is the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your entire life. And then they set, like, it sets, like, a beauty standard that you're just never going to be able to, like follow or live up to i guess 100%. even just in women i remember like every guy at one point like when maybe when like 23 is like you just like have this epiphany where you're like what am i doing i'm just gonna unfollow all of these accounts because there's no reason for me to be just googling these girls and did these you teams. unfollow i personally don't follow any okay there's one i follow alexis around on instagram and she's she's my <laughs> Who, guilty pleasure
5: oh she was she was on dancing with the stars right yeah,
0: yeah. you're like i'm not yeah. giving that up. she's my guilty pleasure she's the <laughs> yeah. one that i'll stick with. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to, to say that you say that because on Instagram, especially it's like, but a
4: lot of women follow those accounts as well. And I tell them, don't, don't follow other women that aren't reflecting back the kind of body you have or the way you want to feel about your body. Because, you know, I work with people that are working really hard to feel desirable and acceptable in the mm-hmm. body they have, and they do not have a fitness body.
5: Yeah. Oh, it, it doesn't even people. mean, it, see, I think I had, I did this interview where people were like, Oh, it's socially acceptable to tell someone, Hey, you lost weight. I don't want to hear that. In my culture, I don't want to be too thin. Like in Italian culture, I should be ten pounds heavier. And like I do struggle with like knowing that I have to gain a couple of extra pounds to be like socially accepted and like that. So in my do dudes. Italian- so do you dudes. Know what people mean? people
4: say to me, like, you look like you put on muscle. I'm like, okay, uh, maybe. Well like you look like you lost weight. And it's like that stinks. I was trying to put on muscle. Yeah. You know, and the more people say you look great, it tells you I need to keep looking great and doing whatever uh, I'm doing right. to feel likable right. by people. Right. To trap. And-
5: and so I I remember like when I would and I would tell people like that's not a compl- that's not a compliment for me like just don't ever comp- don't ever comment on someone's body image. And what I've started to do is like put my blinds down and just walk around my house naked. I have a full length mirror <laughs> and I just admire parts of my body that I either didn't like before or that I never, Dean smiling ear to ear. Why I are you mean, laughing at me? Just,
4: just because he's imagining, in yeah, yeah. he's in the room with you as you're doing that. I mean, obviously.
5: And, it's, I, and it, it allows me to just love myself and that translates translates into the bedroom as well.
4: You killed it. I think that's I think that's really powerful. I think I think a yeah, I think people shouldn't use compliments that are based on someone's body, because even if they have the body they think they should have or, or want, you're keeping them trapped and needing to maintain that. But yeah. Number two, I agree with you. Very few people haven't actually taken the time to look at themselves. It's a powerful, powerful Keep that
5: act. mirror in places, you know,
0: full length. I need to get back. I mean, that's while we're on the topic. I'm getting out of shape, so I need to get back in the gym. Um. what else do we yeah, want to
4: talk about? Tell us more about Rebel Love. Yeah, so basically, there's so many books out there on sex and dating. A lot of them are just not only dated but they're problematic in the kinds of things that they recommend a lot of them talk about playing games and they set it up as though your role in dating or going on a date is to just get someone and that's backwards because a dates about assessing compatibility mm. and so I say to people show up as yourself don't don't show up based on what these books say you need to do or what you need to say or you need to take someone so they like you right. then that's that's like a hostage situation yeah. right a manipulation so I say to people go as yourself a dating's about being known not being liked and a successful date might mean that didn't go they don't like me and I showed up as myself and we figured that out. So don't like fake date yeah. for a whole bunch. Of, you know, that's why if I go on a date with someone, I'm going to go as myself. I'm not going to dress up and take her out to an expensive restaurant. Yeah. If that's not what I do. Right. And I, I don't.
5: love that you said that. I always say yeah. the first couple of dates, people are auditioning to try to be someone totally. that you think that they think that you want them to be. Right. And so I show up as being like, I could be obnoxious. I'm going to talk about like all this weird crap. And if you can't handle it on the first date, I don't want to date you
4: a freaking man that is me on my first date too i'm letting i'm letting it all out like within reason but i'm not not trying to get you to like me (laughs) right i'm just just seeing if we match and so i'm going to be dressed really casual because i dress casual we're going to go to somewhere really chill and we're going to sit and talk and i'm not going to try to win you
0: that's something i've only done started that's something i've only started doing recently as well as even just as, as short as like two years ago i was going on dates and i was like hello how are you I mean, I'm still like that courteous and all that kind of stuff, but you definitely like put on a, maybe a different face, like a more proper version of yourself. But, um,
4: that's why I wrote the book to yeah. just help guide people away from manipulation and game playing. Cause everything you're doing with dating is either authentic and honest yeah. or it's game playing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. go to the
0: authentic. Because, this- right. Cause if you're game playing, that's just going to, everyone gets screwed over in the end But that. Totally.
4: Yeah.
5: And this book is out tomorrow. And where can people yeah. buy it?
4: Rebel love comes out tomorrow. You can buy it anywhere. Books are sold. Amazon.com everywhere. What is there is audio
5: it? books too? Like sure audio- is, and I yeah, read yeah, I this one. That. I
4: didn't read. I didn't read my first book, and it's read by some. Oh, God bless whoever it is, but some like Shakespearean actor. Yeah. It's painful to hear. So this one I read. So you're gonna hear like. <laughs> oh, oh nice. I loved yeah.
5: it. Okay, so. Um, I keep getting so many questions about my hair, my hair length, my hair strength and how I keep it so like luxurious. and so but I've been the one thing I've been struggling with is finding like really good shampoo and conditioner and especially because I travel so much. I hate using the shampoo and conditioners that they have in the hotel rooms and I stumbled upon this amazing company called Function of Beauty and what I love most about this this shampoo company is you get to customize the color of the shampoo that you want, and the specific needs. So right now, in my profile, I put wavy, medium, and normal hair. And my goals for my hair is volume, thermal protection, strengthen, anti-aging, and nourish roots. And for fragrance, I put eucalyptus. And my conditioner is blue, and my um, my shampoo is purple, and it's super cute. Ooh, um, I love yeah, eucalyptus.
3: I, th- I think the best delicious. thing, too, is if you live with someone, you can have your customized shampoo in a right. certain color. Like Vanessa and Dean, if you guys live together yeah, share in a shower, in yeah. you it's can have bad. your color. She can have hers. Or like if you know you're going to wear your hair curly one day, you can have a shampoo that fits that better than if you're going to blow it dry. Like uh, Dean, yeah, your hair, don't... you need it.
0: Yeah. No, you... absolutely. I'm going to start using it every day, I think
3: are you using any shampoos and conditioners
5: i'm gonna
0: start using soap now well i'm growing my hair out and i know once you get longer hair you have to kind of maintain it a little bit better so i'm glad that function of beauty came into my life at the time that it has because i'm I'm gonna freaking use it for sure
5: and you have to also be careful i'm in 2019 i'm going like more on the healthy route so you have to be careful with the chemicals that you're putting into your body and even with shampoos and stuff there's like a bunch of garbage that we don't know about um and so Function of Beauty, it's safe. There's natural ingredients. Um, they never use sulfates or parabens, um, min- mineral oils or any other harmful ingredients that go into your hair and that actually like go onto your skin. And if you open your mouth, it might go in your mouth. So Function of Beauty is vegan and cruelty free. Love the cruelty which free. Which I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that it's cruelty-free. So the sad reality of it is that most major drugstore brands test on animals, but Function of Beauty is hundred percent vegan and cruelty-free, um, and it's safe to use. They don't use parabens and sulfates and all those like nasty things that, um, other shampoos and conditioners might have. And so I received mine maybe a couple of weeks ago. It's, I opened up the bottles and it just smelled like a spa. The colors of it, I actually want to bring it in, but the colors of it are so magical. It looks, it's like Instagrammable. It's
0: your hair looks magical. Yeah.
5: Thank you so much, Dean. And actually, so I took You're the welcome. quiz. I selected heat protection, the new to nourish the roots and volumize because I do have thinner hair. Well, I have. I don't have thin hair. I think I have fine hair. That's what it's called. I have fine hair. Um, and I was able to pick out the color, like I said. But you can mix and match and pick any scent that you want. And I picked eucalyptus, which has a 100% essential oil blend of eucalyptus, lavender, rosemary, and peppermint. When we all know that I suffer from migraines. Mm. So peppermint is great for my migraines. So Super helpful. This is a great deal. Right now, our listeners will receive 20% off their first custom formula. 20%? Twenty percent off, what? yeah. No, that's a chunk that's a huge chunk. Heck yeah. All you have do is go to functionofbeauty.com now and take the quiz. It's only a two-minute quiz for your hair profile quiz to design your 100 percent unique shampoo and conditioner formulas and use cone. Let me tell uh, them use, let me tell them the code. code. I want to tell
0: them the code. This is, that, this, is that
5: it's not me. this is how
0: I get all of the pleasure in my life. Use code Dean at checkout to get that 20% off. That's Dean D-E-A-N at checkout for 20% off. Function of beauty. Dot com again code dean d e a n at checkout for twenty percent off your very first order at functionofbeauty.com. have as beautiful you're gonna love it have as beautiful hair as, as Vanessa that's that's her secret and as I soon well too as soon as I start using all of their products which I definitely will because I have uh, I love anything, anything customizable
5: house. like we're, we're all unique people right we're snowflakes so why would we want something that someone else is using if we have different skin or hair types or whatever true so that. this is true okay. that preach girl. This is wonderful. Hey, what's up? I'm Stephanie Pratt. You may know me from The Hills.
6: And I'm Wells Adams from Bachelor in Paradise. We've got a new show on iHeartRadio that's the perfect blend of The Hills, uh, Bachelors, drama, secrets. It's everything you're into.
1: It's called PrattCast, and we're giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the new season of The Hills that you can't get anywhere else and you never know who's going to stop by.
6: They've locked us into a freaking studio together and won't let us out until we have your new favorite obsession. So subscribe to PrattCast after you finish this episode or just do it right now.
2: You won't regret it. Wait.
6: Should stop. we do it together?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah.
6: Okay, on three. One, two, three. You, you won't, won't regret, regret it. it. Oh, okay.
1: What? That tone?
6: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know you. You do it like, okay, I'll do it like you. Okay, ready? One, two, three two three you, you won't, won't regret, regret it, it.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> no seriously you won't regret it
5: like you really
6: really no, just, really won't just go just go download it right like
1: now. whatever you're listening to right now how you're listening to this do it
6: do it five stars please do it it's great do it's it. really good. I you promise won. you you will love it you'll tell your mom about it
1: you're gonna be on it if you
0: subscribe
6: if you subscribe to it we will put you on our show We're that's gonna how call desperate you. we are Whoa. that's how desperate
0: I am okay thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> tell us more about this anonymous sex what about it? <laughs> I don't know. Just, just, anonymous sex. What is Anonymous what is, sex is? can be a relationship in and of itself. One night stands for Oh, yeah. Dance.
4: It's just, again, like I'm always trying to tell people to bring more heart and compassion into things. That's where we're at in 2019. Even the most random anonymous hookup fling where I don't know your name, maybe I can't even see your face. It's in a dark alley. Still remember that like every time you have sex with someone, you're impacting them. They're walking away, mm-hmm. feeling better about themselves and the world. And yes, there's good people out there and I feel desirable or the opposite. So just Bring care into it. And that's why I tell people, even if someone says they want to have sex, like bring another layer of like, how will this impact them? How will this mm-hmm. impact me? Is it still a good idea? Like more care. Mm-hmm. So are you
0: encouraging me to have one night stands?
4: I'm saying one night stands are fair. They're honest. Have them. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing bad with them. It's part of the process. Um, not Sex doesn't have to be about building towards dating or relationship, but just be honest about what you're looking for. Care. Have care in there. Mm -hmm. And I think it it. all
5: depends on how we're wired too. Right. Like if you're not, I'm not wired to just have a one night stand. I wish I was so I can explore that part of that kind of relationship and interpersonal like, um, connection. Um, but yeah, It can I feel- change.
4: Hold space for the possibility of it changing. If we're really honest with ourselves, our sexuality should shift as our lives shift, our health shifts, our job shift. Like, I used to be a big proponent of myself. I was a big participant of hookup culture. But for whatever reason, after my last relationship, I now am very relationally driven where I don't want to have sex unless it's someone I've gotten to know on other levels and then we kind of fold that in. So I'm with you. I'm not hooking up right now either.
0: What's your advice for someone that doesn't want to be in a relationship?
4: Don't be in one. No. <laughs>
0: Do you still go on dates?
4: Oh, I, I think I think in our culture, and we have to think about like what are people thinking in these terms, uh, most people see dating as you being open to possibly building something more. Right. And so I would say, not that you're not allowed to go on dates, but you should be honest that I'm just looking Up to casually date. Right. Yes. right. And, if, and if, that, if that change is cool, but like just trying to be That's casual. That's
0: what I tell everyone I meet now is like, listen, A, hey, you don't want to date me. Be, Wait, I, why do you
4: say that? I don't want to be in a relationship. Why yet? do you say the first part?
0: Oh, I know you're big on self-love. And
4: but, so you're my, yeah, you're what's like, up with that? Me. Why do you think Chris, why do you he think loves,
5: not... he just loves, loves to self deprecate. like deprecate.
4: Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. That sick. bums me out. Why do you feel that way about yourself? I
0: Well, I feel like if you're hard on yourself, then it allows you to kind of like build and, and work on the things that you're is that, is that happening? Yeah. Okay. I'm better now than I was yesterday. All right. And a week before. Well, not right. yesterday, but like a week ago. I find so
5: fascinating because you look at a guy like Dean and he's like super charming, so good looking,
0: so easy to get along with.
5: So funny, and yet he will never (laughs) list any of those things as his qualities.
4: Yeah, Um, it's unfortunate.
0: (laughs) We started off this podcast by saying uh, I got some bad news recently, and... That made me decide that my f boyery is going to continue indefinitely. Oh man! Yeah,
4: I don't know how to answer that I don't know. How I, that. Just, like, I just
0: like I just can't trust anyone anymore. I feel like
5: that's not true. Yeah. Come on, you're talking to someone whose engagement ended, who's like constantly getting heartbroken, who constantly puts herself out there, and that never ends up having like a successful. Well, I wouldn't say successful, but doesn't end up having like a long term relationship. Like I, I, should be in those shoes too. I should be thinking that that same way too, yeah. but I'm not. I'm
0: we talked about it a little on the on the front end of the podcast. Give us a one sentence. I learned recently that an ex was unfaithful, I suppose. Oh, uh, okay. One that I very tr- trusted very deeply. Right. And So hearing that just really sucks,
4: but that's why I'm that's why I'm trying to get people to take more responsibility for how they impact people Like I'm sorry that happened and it's understandable mm-hmm. that this person has shook your ability to trust and let yeah. people in mm-hmm. So I want people like your ex to listen and to be like if you want to cheat tell someone it's not mm-hmm. working anymore or We need a different kind of sex or I want an open relationship like we have to stop wounding people via sex and dating that's so horrible, but I would say this, take take some time, like if, you, if you're if you feeling as though like I'm really wounded and I might drag that into a current relationship, it's cool for you to chill a little bit, Yeah. because I don't want you to drag that in and ruin someone else's life because you're getting mm-hmm. triggered or whatever it is. But the way you really work through relational uh, conflict and trauma and all that is through relationship. So until you get back into something and practice trusting and you're shown that you can trust, it's gonna sit there waiting for you.
0: I think I'm just gonna avoid it altogether.
4: Or that, <laughs> or just that never date again and you're fine. But then you avoid doing that work. Read my book dead seriously read the book rebel of love career. i got rebel it love. on
0: shelves tomorrow can i just get like a signed copy from you or something you can there's
5: one question from Brittany, um and i think it's a question that a lot of females or males or who we think of how do you not offend partners when you don't feel like having sex that night i always feel so bad turning him down and he says it's okay and respects that it's hard for me to feel sexy when i come home from working a full-time job then school at night until 10 p.m and don't get a chance to shower
4: Okay, beautiful question. Here's my answer. Um, if you're not interested in having whatever kind of sex your partner's looking for, offer something. They're making a bid for your attention to connect, to build intimacy. They might have missed you. Maybe they just do want to get off. So I tell them, that's cool. Honor that. Um, no, I don't want to have penetrative sex, but come here and lay on my lap and I'll hold you. Or no, I don't want to have sex, but I'll watch you masturbate. No, I don't want to have sex, but I'll go down on you. No, I don't want to have sex, but let's hold hands and go for a walk. Do something that's connected, mm-hmm. something that's mm-hmm. romantic.
0: I have two questions here that I think would be good. So, okay. Ke- Carrie says. Have any of you experienced low libido? And if so, why do you think it was, or what do you think it was from for the expert? How can a woman help improve her libido?
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really powerful one. So number one, I would say, make sure you're having the kind of sex you want to have. Sometimes low libido is us not acknowledging I'm bored with my partner, the sex we're having. And I either need to talk to my partner about changing things up, or maybe I need to leave this relationship. Also check in on how you feel about yourself. Our own self-esteem and body esteem is going to impact how we feel about like being sexual and really letting go and yeah. being open.
0: Well, that's what mm-hmm. to, to cycle back earlier about, of me saying i haven't really been working out very much i noticed that when i go to the gym consistently my sex drive is much
4: higher yep and not just because of the more the higher levels of testosterone from working out but better also body because image. right you just feel better about yourself yeah. and so <clears throat> you're, you feel better like presenting yourself you feel better being seen right. and touched yeah for yeah. sure
0: there's like a definitely a direct correlation um so what about for a, for a female
4: same thing. Like check in on: Am I feeling okay about my body? Am I feeling okay about my relationship? Is this someone that's safe to even be sexual with? Am I having the kind of sex I want? We're like you said earlier. You know, our first sexual experience is masturbation, and we're trained to do it quietly, privately, quickly. So I say to people, like, Are you making noises? And they're like, What do you mean? I'm like, Well, honest sex, you'd be making the noises you want to make. You'd be letting your body do all sorts yeah. of things. R- good sex is messy. Like, let the body fluids come out. Like, just open. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, well, we're Get on a that bed topic, protector. Guess, that's
4: right. So
0: Madison says, is it necessarily a bad thing to be having less sex after being in a relationship for a while? Do we go through phases of more or less sex in relationships? And when should you be worried about having less sex? And she's asking for like statistics if you have them off the top sure. of your head.
4: Yeah. You know, again, be open to the idea that the amount of sex we want to have and the kind of sex we want to have will change as our lives shift based on medication, depression, loss of a job, how we feel about our bodies, all these things. So don't be scared when sh- when sex drops. But I always tell people, if you do what I said earlier, which is really prioritize the fact that. fact that. My partner's not my best friend. So it's not friend stuff. They're my romantic partner. And if every day, like I said, you sexualize them or flirt with them or do something romantic, it keeps Mm -hmm. sex closer and more accessible because the longer you go without having sex, the harder it is to get back to it. So kind of be open to that. Uh, There's no right number. Some couples don't have any sex and they're both okay with that. It's like high five. What
0: if you just like genuinely lose attraction to your partner?
4: Um, Then it's then you either a mourn the loss of having an amazing sex life for your entire life, or it's time for you to transition into truly just being friends and maybe being romantic with somebody else. Hmm. But so is it think- possible
5: to to go back to that relationship and go back to that uh, forming that connection?
4: Yeah, you'll never know, but it's possible. It can happen. But that's why people come to see me as a sex therapist when I do that piece of work. Because I do marital and couples therapy too, but they'll come in for that. Like, how can we get back to that? And we'll talk about new forms of sexuality, doing some work on fantasy. Like, what are some of the things that you think about that maybe you haven't tried? So there's ways to mm-hmm. work it back in.
0: What are What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on like monogamy versus polygamy?
4: Uh, monogamy versus polyamory. Polyamory. Uh, I think both are legit forms of relationality as long as they're both honest. Just like... I want to know why you want to be polyamorous and that takes a lot of work. I also want to know why you want monogamy because we all assume like that's the healthy right answer. No, I want to know why because for some people it's coming from a really problematic place. (laughs) I'm anxious. anxious. I want to own you. I want control. Mm. I want you off all the apps immediately. We've only gone on one date, but I need, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. because I have, I don't, there's like a lot of fundamental issues with monogamy I feel like like, it's, sure. it's, it's derivative from like a lot of things that are very antiquated and like totally sexism
4: capitalism ownership
0: and like religious and practical purposes totally. all that kind of stuff
4: and it fails we have a like a 60% failure rate of monogamy which means we have to do it at least differently and I have a chapter in my book about if you're going to be monogamous awesome but do it differently because right now it's failing the way we're doing
0: it but that's the crazy thing about it is it fails so often <laughs> and we know it fails so often and yet that's the standard totally
4: it's and yet we blame system. people for for successfully failing at what they're supposed to fail at right it's it's we have to blame monogamy not the people but we keep blaming the people you're right we keep doing it and that's why my book is is there like i talk about all the possible ways we can have relationships and it scares people to have someone come home and go hey honey i just read this book and i realized maybe we should talk about an open relationship having a three-way sometimes or maybe we should be polyamorous or maybe whatever it is that's adulthood when, but
0: yeah. if you're condoning a polyamorous relationship how do you suggest you structure it do you have like a like a like a
4: priority or like a main person is that how they kind of work it depends there's two forms there's where you have one primary and everyone else is secondary and comes after and other ones they do what they call either relational anarchy or non hierarchical which means we all have the same amount of power and control and prioritization Sure. All of you. It's a lot of work, though. You got to get your calendar out because yeah. you're, you're trying I just to date whiteboard, people. So. There you go. You're you ready. Go. You're ready.
0: <laughs> um, one last thing. Sure. You touch on sexual fluidity. Oh yeah. So how you say how you identify <laughs> now isn't necessarily how you will identify for the rest of your life. That's right. Is that like something that you tend to kind of like scream from the mountaintops or?
4: Yeah, I try to. You know, people are a little too confident in their sexual orientation. And uh, what I'll say to people is, so let's let's use you for a second. You identify as. Okay. So when you watch porn, is it a man and a woman, or two women, or a woman alone?
0: Um,. I would say 90% of the time it's a man and a woman okay
4: so oh I, uh, yeah yeah so my point is not that you're gay my point is is that that is a little more fluid I gotta than have penis in there there's gotta be a penis in there right. it's like well why does a penis need to be present that is not a hundred percent heterosexuality that's a little movement and so when people give themselves permission to try things and to think about that and what you know we realize we are far more diversified and and I had to go through that journey like I've identified as everything at different points in my life and now I go sexually fluid because I like having sex with all genders but when I'm with gay dudes they're not not like yo remember being with a woman have you tried that again and with them with straight dudes they're not like yo when's the last time you're with the dude right so we don't get a lot of support around that. you're both looking at me like silent wait no, no I'm, I, Wait, i'm, I'm confused i'm
5: confused are you saying being gender fluid is sexually fluid. sexually fluid sexually oh se- sorry sexually fluid <laughs> is being open to all all gender correct. yeah correct okay yeah. Yeah. not like only porn. like
4: Right. I'd have sex with both of you. This is what it means. Okay. All right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs>
5: like right
4: now? Sure. Or am my I, flying I, I, I have life? time. <laughs> I have a little more time. <laughs> I can hang in there. It's a quick flight. Um, and it's funny too because
0: that is kind of looked down upon as well in our culture. For
4: sure. Yeah. It, I, I, I've asked so, this. So, you know, one of the most powerful conversations I had, my, my podcast co-host is Amber Rose, and I once said to her, would you date someone who's bisexual? Like, would you date someone like me? And she's like, no way. She's like, that scares me. I don't want to compete with guys and girls. And I was like, well, if you trust someone then there's nothing to worry about it just because you're like all genders doesn't mean you have no trust or boundaries, but it scares people. I asked that question of a lot of women. Like, would you date someone who also has been with guys? And most of them will say no. So there's a lot of uh, biphobia and that's also why a lot of straight guys won't really explore or, Talk about bringing another dude in. Yeah. Like, Oh, another girl can come in. But like you mm-hmm. said, you will watch porn and you want that penis in there. There's Need there's something penis. about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what? Oh, there's a puppy. Hey, puppy. Hey, dog. Um, <laughs> one of the, one of the things that people, uh, I guess, criticize not criticize me for. That's not the right word. But people often comment on like my Instagram or like uh like oh are you gay or like are you bi like that type of stuff. Why? <laughs> what are you doing? I I'm just comfortable enough with myself. Cool. But and then they turn it around to make it seem like it's a negative
4: thing where it's, like, mm-hmm. where
0: it's like maybe if I am like who cares if I am yeah. you know? like, it shouldn't matter I agree
4: right. with that whole you shouldn't be asked that question just like I you don't said don't talk about people's bodies because you don't know what they're want how they're wanting to look weight gain or weight loss we really shouldn't talk about people's sexuality like that right. if you like me ask me out but right. don't be digging around trying to figure out by photos I always
0: like, I always make this argument whenever I go on dates all the, all the time, time and I always get the weirdest looks whenever I make it I always, I always say like if you grow up Your entire life, never having eaten pizza in your life, you can't say whether or not you like eating pizza. Mm -hmm. I've personally never sucked a penis. Right. So I don't know whether I like it or not.
4: Okay, well, that's on your homework. That's on your, that's, <laughs> I'm giving you each homework, and that's on your, your list. So. I'm probably
0: not going to do it. Get to it. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. But here's: the, I can't objectively say that I'm straight, right? And isn't
4: it unfortunate we live in a culture that you wouldn't be confident trying it just to try it? Because there's uh-huh. this idea, if I tried it, what does that mean about me, and can I circle back?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. And the answer
4: should be, of course you can.
0: I mean, I will say, in my private time, I've never clicked on the gay tab on like Pornhub or something like right. that. So I think I think that tells me all I need to know.
4: I, I don't know. Again, if we lived in a different world, we'd all be a little <laughs> different. And so we're we're a little confined by those things. But yeah,
0: um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we talked about this last week. I've had one threesome in my life. And you it said was it wasn't two,
5: really a threesome, though.
0: It was two guys and a girl. I don't it, know if it, I, I don't know if I got into that much detail about it, but yeah, that's how it was. Why is it I'm, not
4: really a threesome, though?
0: I, I mean I don't know. It was two three people hooking up with each other. So
5: no, I thought okay,
0: maybe it was a different story. Guys and, the two guys didn't hook up. It was just, we're getting maybe too deep here.
4: Not really. You guys were just, you guys were just more uh, sharing together, but not, not engaging each other.
0: Yeah. The guys were not engaging each other. We were 19 and pretty drunk. So that's my, that's my, that's my uh, little uh, asterisk on that story there. (laughs) Uh, All right. right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming Yeah, Thanks for having me. Be sure to check out the book, Rebel Love on shelves tomorrow. That's right.
4: And Loveline um, on radio.com Monday through Thursday. And my podcast with Amber Rose on podcast one.
0: What's your social?
4: Oh yeah, my social, my Instagram is at Doctor Donahue, D-O-N-A-G-H-U-E, and my uh, Twitter is at Chris Donahue. Perfect.
0: Check him out. He's thank uh, you so
5: much for coming in, Chris. That's so much fun. Too. Yeah.
0: It's always nice having experts come in because yeah. we just talk until the cows come home.
5: Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about. We need Amen. people like you. Amen.
0: Um, all right, Chris. Well, thanks again.
1: Go to Walmart.com slash Black & Unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
0: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
1: The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now.
0: Well, Kalen. I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable.
2: I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches.
1: There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents learn more and plan your trip at discover Puerto rico.com
5: i actually have a question for you because uh, yeah. i was thinking about this right now um it might be tmi but it's the time of the month for me and i'm like why am i spending money on tampons and pads for shouldn't this be free for women because it's not like as if we have a choice to have our periods
3: yeah, yeah but like yeah. kleenex isn't free and we don't have a choice to like get a cold
0: true life is hard you, you, you have to eat and you need to pay for the food that you eat right
5: right is it tax in the States? Tampons and, and sanitary? Yeah, like pads? Yeah,
3: Probably. sales tax. I you pay think, sales okay. tax.
5: No. See, in, in, in Canada, it's not. Or at least in Montreal, it's not. Why
0: are you? What are you? What's your question? Or <laughs> your point?
5: No, I was just thinking of like, uh, I didn't even want to get into it. But I was thinking of like, you know, how some men, and some women might find it uh, the five days that a woman is on their period where it's like a hi- you go into hiatus for
3: sex. Right. And I'm like, nope
0: you just go for I'm it full
3: force yeah.
0: There's, it's, yeah
3: that's a whole show we could do a show on yeah, that's a whole we could, thing
0: we'll we'll shelf that one for maybe next week when you're in studio we can okay, talk all about uh, PMSing sex PMS sex
3: well that's before oh I don't know what... Dean doesn't know what he's talking about we're gonna have to help him through it but...
0: <laughs> let's bring like an anatomy definitely... doctor in one day or something like that <laughs> this is the clitoris oh
3: god <laughs> yeah what is it
0: uh I I don't know, you're asking the wrong person. Anyways, I these sex episodes are always they're all, they're such a they such a hurdle for us, for me, I guess. Because like part of me like wants to like keep something secretive and then the other part of me is like, I don't care. This is this has happened oh. to me. I'm not kinda of, you know?
5: so i find i i think that way too but then i get so many people writing me saying thank you so much for opening up about so and so i'm going through the exact same thing and so i think we have the the responsibility of just obviously sharing things that we feel comfortable sharing about but also being open you know this is why we do it we do it so people can connect with us and understand what we're going through
0: i think sometimes i'm just a little ashamed by my sluttiness you know
5: (laughs) you're
3: such a liar you keep saying that you're a prude
0: (sighs) well you can be both they're not mutually exclusive yeah
3: maybe we need to address your shame issues too
0: yeah well it's just society places me it's society's fault it's not my fault Uh,
3: Well, we have a lot to dig into next week yeah
0: sure we have a lot to dig into next week we have vanessa coming into studio um being in studio for the first time what since August? Uh,
5: no october
0: october sure it's gonna be great to have you in here i don't jared's gonna be back right I yeah. think so.
5: It'll be nice to it's
0: gonna be a crowded studio. Maybe I'll just take the and week off. I've earned it, right?
5: We're going on a little date. You and I,
0: Yeah, we've we got the podcast awards, which I literally didn't know about until yes, until yesterday, which is great. Right, <laughs> I want to so.
5: wear matching outfits.
0: I'm wearing a plum tuxedo jacket. If you'd like to match me.
5: Okay. I'll find a plum dress.
0: Okay. Fantastic. We're going to be the most attractive okay, people yeah. there. Um, thank uh, you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of help. I suck at dating. Big thank you to Dr. Chris for coming in and, and telling us all about sex and, and, all about the clitoris and the, and the vagina. That v- vagina Is that how you say it? Um, <laughs> big thank you to our sponsors, ZipRecruiter. Be sure to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash date to try them out. Big thank you to Function of Beauty. Be sure to go to FunctionofBeauty.com and use code DEAN to get an extra 20% off your very first order. And a big, big thank you to Sleep Number. Be sure to check out SleepNumber.com slash DEAN to find the nearest Sleep Number store near you. Um, as always, Vanessa... Big thank you to you for just being an incredible human being.
5: Thank you to you for being so open and willing to talk about things that made you a little uncomfortable today.
0: Yeah, I've still got some more sex stories I'm just willing to unravel as we get to know each other a little better. (laughs) Um, Anyways, next week's episode, we'll have Vanessa and Jared in studio. So that's a big one. It's like a solar eclipse. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, you (laughs) want to make sure you miss Catch it. Don't miss it.
5: You don't want to miss don't it. Don't
0: miss it. That's what I'm talking about. Anyways, thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Maybe next week we'll suck a little bit less.
4: Follow Help, I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye.
0: It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited
6: Clock.
1: On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles.
2: With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black
0: Lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black Lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart.
1: Trust. You don't want to miss it.
2: Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too.
1: Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions.